can I can I ask you can I ask you a question? Yeah. It's a little pers it's a little personal. Yeah. Um what are your top 3 least favorite dishes like assortments of like a, foods? A, a meal. Yeah. What's your like I hate I really don't like beans. talk about i got a conspiracy theory to talk about today Ooh. i got a yeah so i i've been going to einstein's bagels in the morning to get a to get bagels wait wait do you right? just get bagels though so i've got a process because einstein's doesn't sell the uh you know the vanilla um the starbucks like double shot vanilla thing for like a curry cup thing or uh no, no, like the can. You know the can they sell in like oh, gas yeah, stations. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So the Seven Eleven is right next to the Einsteins, right? Mm -hmm. So I go into the Einstein bagels and I get a bagel. Okay. And I'll tell you what kind of bagel in a minute because it's part of my conspiracy theory. Okay. But I get a bagel. Okay. And then I walk back over towards the Seven Eleven that I'm parked in front of, and I go in and I get my double shot thing. And I get in the car and I drive home. That way, the bagel is still hot because it doesn't take that long to get the double shot. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the double shot is still cold because I didn't have to sit there and wait on the bagel and it be and it get like warmed up. So I have scientifically thought it through. <laughs> okay. So my conspiracy theory is I think Einstein's bagels and every other bagel place is lying to us. Okay. Because I get lox spread on my bagels, okay? That's which the kind is, of spread you put is, on it? Yeah, it's like salmon cream cheese, okay? Mm -hmm. And apparently, it's Nova Scotia lox spread. And it's they sell Nova Scotia lox there, okay? Which is, which is Nova Scotia-based salmon, right? Okay. I don't know if you know how big Nova Scotia is but it's not it's not very big okay okay and every bagel place you go to says Nova Scotia locks so either there is like more salmon in Nova Scotia than there are people or trees or like anything or we're being lied to and not everything is Nova Scotia locks Probably that second one, that not everything's Nova Scotia locked. Then isn't that isn't that false advertising? Then well, to be honest, you can put whatever you want on a label. So if we were to make like um, Nutrigrain bars or like uh, nutrition bars, and we can put all natural on it if we wanted to, um, and it be completely okay because all natural is just a word. There's no definition to well... it. But what were, we, what were we just talking about? Oh, so locks so yeah, locks. you can there. There's some loophole. There's a lot of loopholes when you're making like brand like food, I guess, because like uh like zero trans fat. Did you know that uh apparently uh I think I don't know exactly what year, but uh they completely banned trans fat. Uh, the FDA federal wait food yeah FDA. Yeah, they they completely they completely banned trans fat in all foods. So when a package says zero trans fat, by law it has to have zero trans fat. So okay, but what if it what if you track down that it doesn't? Because I'm sure I've eaten trans fat since that happened. I'm sure you've eaten trans fat since that happened. So what what what? Can, Apparently, it's really legal... bad for you. You can have. I'm pretty sure you might. I'm sure. Yeah, but if if you can prove a company put trans fat in their food and uh and you ate it, I bet you can take legal action. So can I take legal action if I find out the locks aren't from Nova Scotia? No. No. No, don't think so. But isn't isn't that false advertising? That's that's them lying to me. 
And I mean, I'd be I'd be Can willing to you track. Sue, um, for false advertising. Yes, a person is generally allowed to file a lawsuit if they have been a victim of false advertising. This usually results in a lawsuit against a business for misleading them into purchasing or paying for goods or services. Well, I don't think I don't think that's considered false advertising. Because but, but what if I feel really passionately about salmon from Nova Scotia? You can't I okay. guess you can't really prove that you're pa super passionate about it because like if um if you if if you and I made a uh, made a product that that told everyone that it makes them skinny in two days, if they just drink this yeah. this juice uh, instead of having a meal every day for two days, uh, so three so three times a day for two days, so six times, and it doesn't work, and we have millions of people buying it and everything, they can they can have a class action lawsuit and. Uh, sue us. Talking about class action lawsuits, though, did you hear about Robin Hood? I'm sorry. Well, uh, wait, not, not, I, I, I didn't. Let me, let me, if you... let me end <laughs> the Nova Scotia locks thing on this because I do, okay, I, this bothered me today on my drive home from the bagel place, so I felt like I needed to share it. If I, if I tracked the locks all the way back to the factory that they're made in, the like, you know, I tracked the lock spread back to the factory it's made in, and then I found out where they were getting their salmon to make that cream cheese, and I went to those fisheries, and they were not in Nova Scotia. You are telling me that a judge wouldn't say, I wasn't passionate about <laughs> my Nova Scotia salmon? Possibly. If I went through if, all that? If you were willing to do I'm, that, I bet you I bet you, uh, you'll, you can find a judge that'll, that'll uh, pass off on that. But you can't, you only have one... You only have one shot to find a judge because you can't double jeopardy. No double jeopardy. Or you can't have someone charged for the same crime twice. Um, but so what happened with Robin Hood? So, uh, did you? So, apparent. I don't know the whole like technical standings on it, but uh, like there's a couple stocks that went crazy, and GameStop was one of them. That apparently it like. It was supposed to decline or something, but it like took off. Like it went sky high and it was all because of people on Reddit. They, they got together and they're like, Hey, we should all buy a whole bunch of shares of this, this, uh, of GameStop. And with enough people buying it, it'll start to go up. And, um, Robin Hood completely, uh, stopped the trade of like game, uh, GameStop and like a couple others and yeah a whole bunch of people are being mad because it's technically a free tr it's a free trading app you can go on there and anyone can do it and it's restricting people like you and me from trading but the multi-million and billionaires can, can still call their brokers and be like hey buy gamestop at uh, 200 shares and still make millions of dollars oh yeah that's not not good. at all um, that's, uh, ooh. okay, so that's tricky, right? Because if a whole bunch of people get together and say we should buy shares in this, and then I don't really understand how, like, stocks Me neither. work. But, like, people do it on the <laughs> internet all the time, especially recently. Like, you know, uh, yeah. you obviously know Bitcoin, but do you know there's yeah. a, another cryptocurrency called Dogecoin? No. So it's, like, worth less than a penny, I'm pretty sure. Last time I checked. Okay. Actually, I still have this up. So, Doge Coin. Doge Coin. You think they name I like can't see it. Universal Currency oh. something like cooler? But you'd uh, you'd be wrong. Doesn't matter. Um, but uh. People were were like, if everyone buys like ten share or a hundred share, if a hundred people buy a hundred shares, that's a thousand shares right there. And if enough people buy it, this eventually the stock will start to go up. And enough people, it could be worth like a dollar, and everyone could sell and make a whole bunch of money off that. Um, yeah. But not enough people really bought it, and 
it didn't get to a dollar. It was a whole hoax. But people, the power of the internet, people can get enough people can get together and change shit. Like Trump's a Trump rally, a whole bunch of people bought tickets, and no one showed. And there are a whole bunch yeah. of empty seats. Well I heard about that. So that's why that like uh that Robin Hood thing is tricky in the GameStop thing because like that can definitely be like exploited, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're like, "Oh, I want to buy a whole bunch of shares of this and get all my friends to buy a bunch of shares of this and then we'll be we'll be rich." I again, I don't really understand stocks, so I might end up sounding like an idiot here. But Me too. That sounds like it that sounds like it could be exploited, but also obviously it's it's uh it's fucked up that like now big corporations can just get bigger and the regular everyday man can't buy into that, that stock anymore anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's fucked up too. I mean, just because again, we're not going to get political because it's you and me here and we're yeah. not. <laughs> so, um, but that's what I didn't like about Trump or Biden was like, just because one sucks doesn't mean the other one's good. You know? <laughs> Um, two two people can universally suck. <laughs> so I'll I'll change topics now. Um, if if you were in space and you were to masturbate and you were to ejaculate out of your penis with uh, semen, would you be propel propelled backwards? What else would be coming out of there if I was ejaculating? Have you ejaculated just, any other thing? No, I was just making sure you know that semen yeah. comes out of your penis but um i'm yeah i'm very aware but would if you're in space in zero gravity and you dragged off and came would you be propelled backwards and when you fart okay this just came into my head when you fart do you be propelled forwards i don't i think it depends on the the magnitude of each right so if it's if it's an aggressively violent jism, <laughs> then maybe. And if it's an aggressively violent fart, then maybe. Did you know that if you had a baby in space, it would have a big head? <laughs> Backward. Wait, what? Oh, because of gravity, it's like there's nothing like to. I think it's keep it. I think it's an oxygen thing. I don't really understand it, but I know that it'll have a big head. I don't know if I would... The thing about jizzing <laughs> Wait, I'm, Wait, hold on. I'm sorry, Chase. I looked up if you can... What happened... If Would you be propelled backwards in space? And the first link I clicked on was Quora. Uh, when you ejaculate in space, does it push you backwards? And the first sentence of the first an answer. When you ejaculate, the first problem with that is that it's really, really, really difficult to ejaculate in space. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it would be wouldn't it uh because when you get hard the, the blood goes to your penis and apparently gravity helps with that gravity allows your uh, our blood to flow to lower parts of our bodies when people are in space you have far higher blood flow to more outreached areas like your head and your chest that makes it really difficult to get enough blood flow to get erect <laughs> should i continue reading that. I'm not trying to brag, but I'm pretty sure I could get hard in space. I'm not too. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, I just I would be more worried about the cleanup, you know. <laughs> You'd just be floating. Cause, yeah, because normally, I'll be honest. Normally, I just kind of like it gets on me a little bit, and I go and I clean it up, right? Yeah. Whoa, don't give me that look. What do you do? I'll normally do it into a sock. I see, I just I haven't I haven't done that. I never have like good I never have socks to get dirty. They're always they're always dirty. I've like they're always already dirty. I don't want to use worn socks. I uh for a while I just wore sock a while ago I wore socks with holes and when I bought a whole bunch of new socks, I just saved the hot socks with holes and used those as cum socks and just wear the ones without holes and if i make new holes in the new socks i'll buy new ones and use those too uh it's like a so, it's like the circle of life 
the circle mm-hmm. of cum socks. And honestly, it's I have genius. I have so many. I can just like use one each time, and when it's laundry time, just take them, throw them in the washing machine. Huh? It's yeah, perfect. All my socks perfect are system. Just, all my socks are always just worn, so I never I never put them on my. I like I like raw dog in it. If I'm gonna be honest with you, Kevin, it's a some it lets me. I feel more like diversible that way. I can really like you know yank one out whenever i'm not bound by like you know i need i need a sock and i need lube and i need to like dim the lights and blah 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 you know i can just like you know real quick on the go okay um Um, <laughs> um, do you know, do you know about the founder of Bitcoin? We were talking about Bitcoin a little bit ago. Do you know about the founder guy? No. What about him? Uh, apparently he's like a, like not a person. Like he's like a legend. No one really knows who he is or where he like is or anything about him at all. Look up, look up, look up Google. I'm not going to do it justice, but like, you know, I thought Founder that'd be interesting to talk about. Bitcoin. Uh, Sad Oshi Kamanodo. Sounds about right. Atashi Komodo. Australian. Australian. He's an Australian? That sounds fucking Japanese to me. Oh my god, he sounds so Japanese to me. Oh, where'd it go? So, what is he, what is... Because uh, I know there's he's... like some mystery surrounding him. Wait, Australian entre- entrepreneur Craig Wright has claimed he is... And then... Nakimoto, oh, he's claimed, the creator of the, vile the guy. virtual currency Bitcoin. Mr. Wright, who lives in London, <laughs> showed the BBC his evidence that he launched currency back in 2009. So, wait, they got the they found the guy then. <laughs> That's weird. Because I know he was like, no one really knew who he was for a really long time. Well, he... Why wouldn't this Australian guy pick a Japanese name as like a, as cover? Talk about like the ultimate diversion, you know? Story, I spelled story wrong. S T O R behind, be behind founder founder of Bitcoin. In October 31st, 2008, a link to a paper... Oh. Kevin. Hello. Hey. Your picture's not there. We need to get... You know what we need to get? What? We need to make a technical difficulty screen. That'd be easy. Yeah. I think that would be... Because, you know, technical difficulties, they happen. They happen to everyone. Okay? <laughs> So we put in a little technical difficulty screen. Maybe maybe it's you and me's face and we're doing we got little stick figure legs doing a dance or something. And every time we have technical difficulties, we just throw it right in there. Honestly, just take take the technical difficulties uh like find a PNG put uh and put our faces to the right and left of it. Draw some stick figures of like just arms out, legs out. And then throw some royalty-free music right behind it. Like this! And then, yeah, and then it cuts to it. And then people are looking at the technical difficulties thing right now. Hey, because I said like this, we have to do it now. So I know. After people this, are going to be we... so confused. <laughs> so after this, we'll, we'll quickly make that. Um, but no, going back to uh, the founder of Bitcoin... Um, to October 31st, 2008, a link, oh, hold on, let me, actually forgot to switch. Uh, 
A link to a paper authored by that weird name titled Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system was posted to a crypto a cryptograph mailing list. Nakimoto uh, implemented the implemented the Bitcoin software Implement. as an open source co code. And uh, released in two, January 2009, Nakimoto's identity remains uh, unknown. Okay, so you're right. The, oh, what? See, when, so wait, wait, wait. There's obviously something here, right? Because it's like telling you it's unknown, but then it's telling you it's this different guy. There's like this weird mystery surrounding him. Everyone knows what Bitcoin is, but who the fuck is this guy? You know? This guy is claiming to be this guy, but why would he come out and be this guy all of a sudden? You know? Bitcoin's been around since 2012 or whatever. It's just, it's weird, dude. It's really weird. It's been a thing since uh, the, art, the, the paper of the open source code was posted on Halloween of 2008. But... Uh, I don't think it actually started, like, Bitcoin didn't start until 2009. Um, yeah. But when I look up founder of Bitcoin, this BBC article pops up, and it's literally two two sentences. Uh, Australian entrepreneur, what, uh, yeah, basically what I read earlier, entrepreneur Craig Wright has claimed he is Natashi Nokomoto, creator of the virtual currency bitcoin the writer uh he lives in london showed bbc the evidence that launched the currency back in 2009 and the article was written may 2nd 2016 but when i go huh. when i go back oh, oh. when i go back and look up story behind founder of bitcoin that that little splurb i wrote i read it was from wikipedia yeah, see, I don't, I don't know, because I always heard they didn't know who he was, and I definitely heard that more recent than 2016, so maybe it's, like, debated? I, I, I really don't know. I just always thought it was weird that, like, Bitcoin, this thing that everyone seems to kind of know about, mm -hmm. and, like, people have used, and it obviously makes, like, you know... How much is a, a Bitcoin worth? Right now, it's like thir um, over $30,000. Yeah. And I know so in the beginning of one, 2020, it was like $16,000. So. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck. Yeah, because I had just looked up Bitcoin, right? And it said their Bitcoin stock was... Yeah, their supply limit is 21 million Bitcoins. Yeah, so basically a Bitcoin is, is like you, a, uh, a computer, go, either goes, to, goes somewhere or it basically, um, a whole bunch of computers try and figure out this one re really hard math equation basically. And the first, first uh, computer to do it gets a portion of a Bitcoin. And so that's how that's uh, Bitcoin mining. So people will have like a hundred computers running twenty four seven mining for Bitcoin, and they make like depend obviously depending on how many computers. But you can make like a Bitcoin every every day or every couple every couple days. Dude, that's crazy! And can you imagine just setting up computers? If your whole apartment right there behind you was nothing but computers mining bitcoins and you just got to go fucking to to Malta and the Maldives and like on a fucking jet and you didn't have to worry about shit as long as those computers were running. Dude, just imagine the electric electricity bill. It'd be fucking through the roof. Who cares? You could pay for it. You're mining bitcoins. $30,000 every day. Did you hear um, this dude had uh, like thousands of Bitcoins on this one encrypted like, I think it was like a flash drive or something. And like 
he needed to put in the correct password, and he only had 10 tries, otherwise he'd be completely erased. And he tried all 10 times and failed and lost, like, millions of dollars. Oh, dude, that's such a bummer. Yeah. That's, well, what, he, like, forgot his password? Yeah, so he had, like, hundreds of Bitcoins on that flash drive or whatever, like, years ago when it was worth a couple hundred dollars each. So he had probably had a couple thousand dollars or a couple hundred thousand dollars on that drive. And then he lost it and then he found it and then he forgot the password. And so he tried all 10 times and failed. Well, I mean, that's a bummer, but I don't feel, I don't feel anything for him. Remember your passwords, bro. <laughs> I mean, like. True. If you're going to like, if you have a, even if it, you have a hundred Bitcoins on there and they're worth a hundred dollars each, right? That's what? thousand ten thousand bucks or ten thousand yeah I yeah think ten thousand dollars you 10, still have ten thousand dollars worth of money on a flash drive don't forget that fucking password oh i mean like you know what i mean yeah like, i know i know <laughs> um i mean get it tattooed on your fucking like ball sack or something so no one can see it and you remember it except ooh, but then you have like russian spies and stuff I don't know, I'm writing like a espionage film here or something. But you got <laughs> Russian spies coming in and trying to look at the dude's ball sack to get his Bitcoin password. And like, you know, that could be a good movie. Trademark. trademark. Yeah, that's how it works. Trademark, trademark, we, we trademark it. Yeah, now no one can take it. And actually, this is good because this is on a, this is being recorded. So if people want to go, if we can, this will hold up in a court of law. Sir, uh, Judge, we said trademark, so technically we trademarked it before they did it. So, actually, so, um, you want to hear something funny about trademarks? Huh. Um, you know Space Force and, uh, the, how the government has a Space Force now? Yeah. Um, and do you know the, the TV show Space Force on Netflix with, uh, Steve Carell? Yeah. So technically, because um, Netflix used used uh, Space Force as like not as a uh, copyright, but a uh, like kind of like a product, they ba they basically used the name Space Force first. Because they yeah. did that, they have legal rights to the uh, trademark uh, Space Force. Because it's not whoever trademarks it first. It's whoever uses it first. Wait, really? I thought that I, Space Force was created and then Netflix came out with the show to make fun of Space Force. Um, what? What? Why do we need a Space Force? Um... <laughs> So to be, uh, to protect our satellites, basically. From and like China, China, and Russia. Oh, like our like uh like, uh like cell phone satellites and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, and soon to be internet satellites. Uh, okay. All right. So Netflix has reported. Like Netflix has reportedly snagged the global trademark rights to Space Force, the title of a new streaming comedy and the youngest branch of the U.S. Armed Forces. Which is not very good, by the way. TV show, not that good. Going on a limb, saying it. I've already seen it, but I haven't, it's been a minute since I've seen it, but I remember it being pretty good. Really? I saw like two episodes and I was not... I don't know. I, I like Steve Carell. He's funny. I, I just don't like his funny, cringy moments. You watch him in the office, and he's he's good in that. And then you're kind of expecting him to be that good all the time. And he, I don't, he's not. <laughs> what about you know? Anchorman? Anchorman was really good. He did a good thing there. That was good. I'm not saying he doesn't have any other good moments other than the office. I just don't think Space Force was one of those moments. I'm really disappointed that he he basically should have said that the office wouldn't do good in today's society. Like, if they, like, made it today. Exactly. <laughs> scene for scene. Do you remember the episode Diversity Day? 
It's like the second episode of the show, I think. Uh, I remember seeing. I know I've seen it because I've seen the show like three or four times. But yeah, if you start describing it, it'll probably click in my head. Uh, it's oh, probably it... like. <laughs> Isn't it slightly racist? Yeah, it's kind of. It's like I think it is like probably the most racist episode. It's where that. It's where. That, I don't know if you're gonna have to cut this. You can decide, but right, you can say you can call people black people. I mean, they are. That's right. Yes. I don't yes. understand what's. I'm not saying it from. Look, if anyone you... comes, ten years from now. Wait, wait, wait. I want to put out a disclaimer first, Kevin. Ten years okay. from now, if anyone comes back and picks through this podcast, okay, I'm not saying this maliciously or mean or i'm just saying this was i don't i don't know what's considered racist nowadays i'm i'm really i really like all peoples but the black guy comes in to teach them about racial equality training and his name mm -hmm. is mr brown and michael <laughs> goes ah ha ha first test <laughs> yes i remember that now um but do you did your parents like tell you not to call black people black call them african-american like that's the political uh, correct name. Yeah, yes and no. My so the thing about my parents is my mom is insanely like her side of the family is insanely liberal and my dad's side is insanely like conservative. So no, I got so a lot of mixed messages. So two completely yeah, sides of the spectrum. Got it. I got a lot of mixed messages as a kid. I just <laughs> want people look world if you're listening i want people to be happy <laughs> and be treated equally and i want us to be able to laugh at ourselves i agree okay <laughs> you know you gotta put positivity out there in the world of and course I, yeah <laughs> i also don't want people being like oh chase is racist <laughs> you know i forgot to look up urban dictionary words um oh that's okay um, um but that'd be that'd be good for the four of us um do you like creamy or smooth peanut butter creamy and smooth are the same thing creamy smooth oh do i'm an mean, idiot do creamy you mean chunkier chunkier <laughs> smooth. chunkier smooth uh i like i like smooth so the answer to your first question would just be yes i guess <laughs> Um, you don't like chunky peanut butter? No, because I don't... That's not what it is. That's not... It's peanut butter with peanuts peanut. in it. It's peanuts... No, 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 but eat a... Just eat a peanut at that point. No, it's peanut right? butter with peanuts in it. No, like eat a peanut at that point, though. Just eat peanuts. Okay. Just... So, <laughs> let me... Let me... I'll be... I'll be straight up with you. I like smooth peanut butter when I'm making, like, a peanut butter sandwich. And because it like, I like to toast, I always toast my bread, got to toast it, got to have it nice and hard. That's what she said. Um, and then I like scoop it up that smooth peanut butter and just easy, easy like butter, just smooth and cross across. But, um, growing up as a, like a midnight snack, my mom used to take uh, chunky peanut butter and, uh, Hershey chocolate syrup and mix it together and it's really good and with the peanuts it just makes it a little little crunchy and you can taste the peanut butter a little bit more and it was, it was really good and that oh and just eating peanut that's butter more straight of a childhood memory that's more of a childhood memory thing though but would you eat crunchy peanut butter straight now i'll, I'll if if i have some peanut butter yeah i'll take like i'll take like a scoop of it of chunky yeah so could, could i ask you a question would you eat Nutella with hazelnut chunks in it? Well, technically, it is hazelnut spread, but it has more chocolate in it than, I'm pretty sure, than hazelnut. Yeah, but peanut butter is not all peanuts. But it has more peanut. Um, but Nutella... Nutella still has hazelnut. Uh, okay, would you, eat, would you eat Nutella with chunks of hazelnut and chunks of chocolate in it? I definitely wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't put it on my like bread, but I might eat it whole. 
but like that's too much chocolate like i can't eat nutella like like a scoop like i would peanut butter i i know and chunky peanut butter is too much peanuts i don't like i don't like the consistency of straight peanuts or i don't like i don't like like the crunch like i don't like eating straight peanuts it what doesn't, do you it doesn't not even just like joy. you don't like even like breaking the shell and eating peanuts uh if i'm at texas roadhouse i do they stopped doing that because of covid so but um you know when you're at texas roadhouse and they have all those peanuts in the yeah. things and then you can crack them open and eat them and throw them on the floor in front of the waiters and waitresses <laughs> and kind of look at them like haha i just made your job harder I like doing that, but it might be because I, I like feeling vengeful. I don't know if it's, I don't know if that has anything to do with the peanuts. I just like being kind of an asshole. But even when I'm ordering, like, when I'm ordering, like, pad thai, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't get, I I ask them to take the peanuts off because I don't like peanuts on my pad thai. Hmm. And it's not that you don't like peanuts, it's just you don't like it like the taste of it with but you'll eat peanut butter yeah i'll eat peanut butter i'll eat like you know if it's peanut flavored something i'll eat it so you won't i mean so if i bought a bag of peanuts like you gotta crack the shell and eat the peanuts you wouldn't you wouldn't have some no but if we were sitting there and you said, hey, you got to crack the shell and eat the peanuts. And I said, no, thank you. But then someone broke into your house with a gun <laughs> and said, eat the peanuts or you die. I'd be like, well, yeah, I'll eat the peanuts. It's not really that big of a deal. You know, they're like a <laughs> middle of the road food for me. I don't I don't hate them and I don't love them. Okay. What can I can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. It's a little person. It's a little personal. Yeah. Um, what are your top three least favorite dishes, like assortments of like a, foods, a, a meal? Yeah. What's your like? I hate, I really don't like beans. I hate beans. Like, I don't know if I'd qualify. I don't know if I qualify beans as like a dish. Um, I mean like, it's, so it's I'm a talking side dish. like, like, yeah, but like, I'm talking like full, so like a full meal, like a per like a prepared food so like grilled cheese or oh, like um, um like like ravioli or you, you know what i mean yeah i really don't like indian food okay if that's um okay wait, i i wait i want to rephrase my question i think this might be easier what are your least three favorite types of food so like indian food would be one because that's a category right mm-hmm. so like what what are your three least favorite types of food so indian food um what is it what is it you don't like about it the smell the smell okay. is just bleh. um okay i think i've only tried indian food once but it didn't it wasn't really didn't even look good um well you're not going to the right places kevin well it was my mom's boss's like house and she was catering indian food because she was indian oh but um that's i've never heard of indian food being like catered i mean i guess it makes sense honestly it's like a caterable food indian let's not go down this rabbit hole um okay all right all right I guess so my second, what's, what's second, <laughs> my second least favorite food would I feel like might be Mexican because like I like tacos but I'm kind of picky with my tacos. Okay. I All definitely right. like I said I definitely don't like beans so like a bean burrito like beans in a burrito or whatever. <laughs> like I'm surprised I'm able to eat the cheesy gordita crunch. It only has a little bit of beans, but like sometimes I'll take a bite of it and it has like a like I'll get more beans and meat or anything. And like, it takes me a minute to chew it. Um, I think uh, I think I wholeheartedly disagree with you. And Mexican food is probably one of the best foods of all time. But that's fine. That's, that's look, disagreements happen. Okay. <laughs> so what? Uh, like what's it- your last one? I like Italian huh? food. 
I like Italian okay. food. Um, American food's pretty good. I've never, I don't think I've tried Greek food. I know I've tried Mediterranean and it wasn't too bad. We went to some Mediterranean place with Chaz. Greek and Mediterranean are pretty, pretty close. They're pretty like, they're pretty similar. Um, what other kinds of foods are there then? I can't really think of anything else. Uh, Thai food, Uh, Chinese food, um, Japanese food. Whatever. I don't think there's a there's South American food. I don't know if you've ever had see that. The, see, I know there's a lot of food out there that I haven't tried, so it's hard to really make a list. Yeah. I just yeah. I strongly know that Indian food is number one on my least favorite. Um, Mexican that that was like kind of like on the border. Like that's the only thing I can really think of because, like I said, I'm kind of picky with it. So I don't know a lot a lot of Indian dishes. But what I do know about Indian dishes is they're pretty, like, consistently, like, th- like that. You know, like, there, there's not, I don't think, I don't think, I don't know, I might be speaking out of turn here. Because obviously I've never been to India and I've never had every Indian dish. But they seem pretty, like, consistent. Like, they're pretty much the same thing but different variations. And I guess Mexican food is, too. But I think they, it seems like there's more of a flair in Mexican food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, does, doesn't, don't Indians use uh, curry a lot in their food? Yeah, I love, I love curry. But if you don't like curry, then you're probably not going to like. And curry has like a really small, strong smell when you cook it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Gotta gotta cut that. <laughs> okay. Um, um, there was this place by where I used to live in New York called the Blue Lotus, and it was an Indian food place, right? And mm-hmm. I, I I ate there one time, and it was really fucking good, like some of the best Indian food I've ever had in my life. But when you weren't eating there and you were just walking by, you could smell it from like a block away. <sighs> Nope. So, <laughs> um, hmm. I'll tell you what I don't like, man. I don't like fucking South American food. Why? What's wrong with it? It's, it's like, cause, uh, so I love Mexican food, right? Mm-hmm. And again, you can't like generalize all of a food, right? But yeah. when, when I eat Mexican food, it's got a lot of flavor and it's very like, it like packs a punch, right? Mm-hmm. And South American food is just kind of like, from what I've experienced, really fucking bland. Mm. Damn. Like, it, it's just like, there's no like, I just... No pizzazz? Yeah, there's like, there's this place that's up in New York called Noches de Colombia. And I, I think it's just like in that area. But it's, they serve, um, it's like a colombian food place like south american food place and they serve a lot of like authentic dishes Mm -hmm. i i think i don't know i've never been there but joseph told me they were authentic and um when i go when i look at the menu normally when i look at a menu of a place i can be like oh i want to eat this or i want to like at least there's one thing that i would like to eat in noches de colombia there was nothing that i was like that sounds good Nothing it that caught your looked, eye. Yeah. Yeah, it all looked gross. Like, it all looked... I don't want to say gross. That's me. You know, people... The people, in general, around the earth, have been perfecting their food forever. So when you go... When you go, oh, you know, South American food looks gross, which I... It does. But um, <laughs> when you say that, you're basically undermining their culture because they've been working on it forever. Um... See, I'm always down to try new food. Like I'm I'm willing to try if you if you put 100 new plates in front of me, the food of, that I've never tried, I'll try every single one. I'll no matter what. If I don't like it, I'll tell you. Like I'm I don't like it, I probably won't ever eat that again. I even if I even, but like I'm not willing to spend money. Like I'm not willing to spend 10, 15, 20 or even $30 on a full meal and 
take a bite of it and be like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But. So, so can I ask you something? Yeah. So you, um, you, you've, you're, you're 20, 22 mm -hmm. now. Yes. You're and 23. You're a year. You are just, just over a year and five days older than me. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we've cleared that up. And, um, so you've, you've been eating food now for 22 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would, I would assume. No, I've been eating food for about 20, 21 years because for the first year, you're no, for the first, I've been eating food for 21 years because the first year of my life I was eat, eating out of a bottle or drinking out of a bottle. Okay. All right. So still. <laughs> over two decades of eating food right yes so you have a pretty good idea of what you like and don't like yeah right so if you see something new on a menu that contains stuff you like or you typically like or sounds interesting to you but you've never had that dish before okay mm -hmm. would you still order it or would you say, no, it would need to be, like, made for me without me paying or put in front well, of me like you were just saying? Well, if, if, if at least, like, 80%, if, like, I, if I'm reading the description of the meal and, like, 80% of it looks like, I, like I'm going to like it, um, yeah. I'll, I'll order it, yeah. But, like, mo at least most of it's got to be what I like because either I can ask for it to be, ask for that little bit to be removed or I can just, like, pick it out or fly. But if, like, yeah. um... Like if I find if a, if like a if a steak was on a menu and it was like sh uh, sheared seared seared in mushrooms, I wouldn't I wouldn't get it because I know I don't like mushrooms, so I don't. Okay. That so, small thing I can't so, ask for them to be removed. What is it about mushrooms you don't like? The texture and the taste. That's that seems to be a lot of people's hang up is the texture. That yeah. like, that like kind of slimy like. I I fucking like mushrooms, man. So I don't I don't know, but a lot of people don't like it because it's slimy. I know fucking Jacob doesn't like mushrooms, and they look weird. The, I, the same I just reason. don't. I just don't want to like. It looks weird. It's just like to hold it, and then like to put a mushroom in my mouth. It looks weird or feels weird, but like I'll take shrooms. <laughs> They are unfortunately shaped. <laughs> they, are unfortunately, they are unfortunately shaped because they look like little dongs, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'll see mushrooms at work and in people's yards, and this one is, like, fucking huge. They can get flipping huge okay. in nature. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you a little app. It's a mushroom identifying app. And when you see those, you're gonna take pictures, and if they're if they're you know, then you're gonna you're gonna pick them and we're gonna talk then. Okay. <laughs> if they're psychedelic. That's a, yeah, that's an off-air. That's an off-air conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh. yeah. So I don't know, man. I like I like trying new foods. Foods are fun. I forgot what we were talking about in the in the in the first place. So, least favorite foods. Least favorite foods. Yeah. So I gotta go South American. I gotta go. Uh. uh I gotta go African. Okay. Right. Because I've only eaten African food like one time. Like went to an African food restaurant. Mm -hmm. And when I get food, I want to order what I want to order. Like, I don't want to be, like, chained to other people's order. But it was all sharing sizes. So everyone shared their food. Oh. You know? And Unless I didn't, part of the I culture. Like as a, yeah, I'm sure. And now, now I kind of like sharing sizes because I'm like, oh, you know, I can, like, whatever. But when I, when I was a 10-year-old kid, I was like, fuck off. You know, like I want, 
what I yeah, want. Like, I don't want to be like now you can save the rest for later and or have it with your lady friend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But no, they like you're like chained to the whole family meal and I didn't like that. But they did serve me uh they did serve me coconut ice cream in a coconut and it was chilled. So that was really I don't cool. like I don't like coconut. Really? It especially the aftertaste. Ugh. What is it? What is it just the aftertaste or is it the whole taste of the coconut? The whole taste. You and even artificial on a coconut. Tropical island. Oh yeah, I know. Nah, I'll probably drink coconut water to survive. But so I've been thinking lately, like talking about survival. Um, so the I, I don't want to say the city, but our our my city, or the city to the left of my city, starts with an F. Left of yours. Yeah, okay. Got and um, apparently they'll pay... Friedmont. A... <laughs> Friedmont, Ohio. That's where Kevin lives, by the way. Apparently they'll pay for like up to $3,500 for a storm sh shelter. But it's, it's more of a tornado shelter more than anything. Wait, and the city will pay... $3,500. You no, they'll pay up to $3,500 for, for like you to get a storm shelter. Or $3,500 or half. Why? To influence people to get them for safety and everything. But you have to be put on, apparently you have to be put on the list and the list is really long. And this customer I was talking to said she was on the list for four years, almost five years. And um, she, she just one day got a call and was like, hey, you're on this list. Do you want to, you want us to, you want a storm shelter? She's like, yeah. And they're like, pick one out, send it to us. We'll we'll pay up to $3,500 or half of it, and we can get it installed. And so For safety from, from what? A tornado. How many fucking tornadoes have blown through there in the past five years? In the eight, nine, in eight, nine almost ten years I've lived here, none. Yeah, okay. There you go. So what? Oh. <laughs> God, I believe that out. Oops. Oh my God, I was redlining there. Um, but it kind of got me thinking, like, not even just for a tornado, like either a nuclear attack or just like zombie attack or like civil war or whatever reason. Like, I really want to like a. Ideally, I want to. I want a big house with a lot of property, and I want like an underground, um, not sa like safe bunker, like a ten foot by ten foot by ten foot box with like bunk, two bunk bed, like one set of bunk beds, some electricity, and or and like a couple other things, and fill the thing with uh, food and ammo, and if anything ever happens, grab the guns, head down there. That'd be so well, cool. That would be cool. I agree. But you're going to have to pay for that out of pocket. Because I'm I'm not trying to rain on your parade. But is not going to build a storm shelter strong enough to withstand a nuclear attack. Oh, yeah, I know. And you just said you just said it again. But it's okay. Um, uh, <laughs> um but... Do you know how many of that that city's name are in the country, though, Kevin? I doesn't it doesn't really matter, but um, <laughs> but no, um, I was talking to Noah, and apparently, it takes a little bit it takes a little bit more than just putting a container, but you can basically take a a contain uh, a shipping container, and drop it underground with put with cement pillars. To support it so it doesn't collapse yeah but that'd be big enough well, but it won't uh, stop a, chem uh, a nuclear attack well you would need like ventilation and stuff down there too you know oh shit I totally forgot about that yeah because otherwise you'll get down there and suffocate huh but I I mean I think there's there's definitely like I don't want to say like an easy 
you probably shouldn't be cutting corners on your like safety bunker. That's probably <laughs> an easy way to do. <laughs> uh, nuclear. Oh, I spelled nuclear wrong. Nuclear shelters for you, sale. You want to hear something funny, Kevin? Uh-huh. By the way, you were pronouncing nuclear the first time. I knew you spelt it wrong while typing <laughs> it out. <laughs> What the fuck? Is it showing you like a diagram of one? Alt Alt Safe Rooms Fortress Series fourteen uh series fourteen person safe room six six and a half foot by eight and a half foot. Holy shit! Six and a half foot by eight and a half foot for fourteen people. Yes. There's not doesn't, longevity. It, it shows. That. No, it doesn't really. Sh- it shows one picture of the outside, but it's not even really a good picture. But you want to guess how much it is? Uh, twenty thousand dollars. Ah, uh, no, eight thousand two hundred forty-five. Well, I don't know how much nuclear bunkers normally go for, but I'm telling you, dude, for. Honestly, fuck the other 13 people. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, 6 by 8 feet is not a lot of room. Oh my god. Apparently, this alt survival shelters company, they make, like, panic rooms and safe shelters. Holy shit. Like, they make full-out shelters. Like, they'll, they'll dig underground... Put this like ginormous tube box looking thing with ventilation and everything. Um, the schematic that I'm looking at has two stairways, so it's a tube, and you have two okay. stairways. Actually, we have one uh, ladder, and then you have a stairway on this side. And you basically got this little entrance with the bathroom, bedroom, TV, living room, kitchen, and then another bedroom. Holy shit! How much, how much would something like how much would that go for? For insulation and everything, probably fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. My guess. Yeah, I would assume something like that. Catalog. That's pretty. That's pretty good, though. You know, dude. Like, if there oh, is fuck. a nuclear attack and you've got a bunker, you're set. Huh. What? Uh, okay. So I think this this is a like a safe room. What is this? It doesn't even really say. But basically it's just like a little room uh, yeah, basically it looks like a safe room with some storage space underneath, some beds and a gun a gun wall. But at 8 by 8 feet it's just under $19,000 and 8 by 20 feet it's $35,000. That's not that's not too bad. But what's like so Tornado shelters are twenty thousand. You say a safe room, what do, what does it keep you safe from? So safe rooms are typically um like a panic room. Like if like if an intruder were to break in, you'd go straight to the panic room or the uh, safe room where you have all your guns, you're all safe and everything. Typically it shuts and it does not open only from the inside. And uh, typically, the police, fi- uh, police, fire, and EMS are called all at the same time immediately from as soon as you close and lock that door. Wow. Yeah. The they're ranging from about twenty to thirty-five thousand. The safe rooms are no everything. Oh oh, dude! I'm telling you, if I was to splurge on like a like a room like that, like an installation like that, I'd go I'd go nuclear shelter every time. I mean, because, like, look, an intruder is... You could take out a gun and shoot the intruder, and you have no more intruder anymore, right? Mm-hmm. You can't take out a gun and shoot a nuke. <laughs> um, you still have a nuke. <laughs> so, the the really long thing that I was just telling you about, um, it's basically a backyard bu- a bunker, and they range between about 
62,000, but it's on sale for 45,000, which is a 10 by 20, or you can get a 10 by 51 for $120,000. 10 by 10 by 51. Yeah. Or so wait, that's a model ten feet ten uh, feet wide. Yeah, ten feet wide 51. by feet long. Or you can so it's go with the same one. Five. You can go with the same size for twenty grand less. I don't know why. Or ten grand less. What, it, does it take out like a room or storage space or something? I think so. But holy uh, shit. Like that's you gonna get a nuclear bunker? Bro, I'm pretty sure this includes like insulation and everything. Yeah, I'm sure it does. There How? You... But oh my god! The pro the the problem <sighs> with buying from a nuclear bunker distributor like that is right. It's not really quality tested. You know what I mean? There's no way to test. <laughs> you can't test. really. <laughs> yeah, you can't test it. So but... if a nuke comes along, no, no, no. Um, no, actually, you technically can. You, if, uh, you know how strong a nuke is from other nukes and how they work. And you can, if, like, that strength is put on, like, a scale. And you can, obviously, you can't test something like a nuke that isn't a nuke. But, like, you can test something that has the same strength. Like, if a nuke blast were to hit... And they can test that with the material and everything they use and the technique. Uh, okay. And with it underground, with your bunker underground, you're not really gonna, uh, you're not gonna get that blast. It's just gonna be the radiation poisoning. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. If a nuke happens, I want it to kill me. I don't want to be living underground like a fucking mole person. See, I kind of agree too, but like it'd be just so cool to have a bunker and to be like, yeah, if if North Korea were to nuke us tomorrow, we we can all hide out in my bunker for a couple days. But the only the only thing have... is, the only yeah. thing is, is that um, you obviously. So if I get like like a five person bunker and like three or four of us are hanging out at the bunker or hanging out at my house and a nuke were to happen, and I have full supplies down there, most likely food supplies are only for one one to two people because most supplies are set to last one person six months. Like, that's, I think, yeah. I think that's the average. And mo most people only prepare for, like, one or two people unless they have a family. And yeah. otherwise they're preparing for their family, and that's it. So... But, like, that's another thing I want to get, like, ration rations or, like, food rations because they can last, like, five, ten years. Oh, like the MRE type stuff? Yeah, like, you just have to add water and eat. Yeah. So, my dad had all these MREs, like, military-grade MREs he got. I don't super know how. And um, they were, like, pretty – they were fine. Like, they didn't taste – yeah for for food i've never tried one but for food that you just add water to and that's supposed to just keep you alive and give you the nutrients it's perfect it's great dude um, so if you go by if you go by mre's okay and you see the minestrone soup mre lock that <laughs> shit down okay um apparently the term military grade doesn't really mean shit because sure. like to civilians like you and me, military grade is supposed to mean like top quality, made for the military, not supposed to break, whatever. But like in the military, shit breaks more often than civilian life. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was that there was that quote from like World War Two. I don't know how it translates over to our military today, but it was like you know, um, one. German tank was worth four American tanks, but the Americans always had five tanks. So our stuff is not like the best. We just have a lot of it. True. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we just like, we, uh, I don't know. I think that's why we're like, we don't have to get into a big spiel about military spending.
But I think <laughs> that's why we've pumped so much money into the military is because we're like, you know, we need we need more. We I think we hit with numbers and amount of like equipment as opposed to like you know, the quality of shit. I don't want to say we're not skilled or we're not like you know whatever i'm not i'm not saying that i'm not saying our military is not skilled <laughs> but i'm just saying like i don't know i don't i i think it's i think it's our equipment is never like no i i i got you i got you yeah yeah all right um well i think that's a good place to end it because we've been going for about an hour and seven okay cool all right cool oh i gotta hit stop <laughs>